It's time to set out on the pathway to healing and light. This is The Inner Life on Relevant Radio. If you have questions or concerns about your faith journey, if you are struggling or searching for something more, if you are in need of some spiritual direction, our Catholic priests are here to help. One heart at a time. Welcome to The Inner Life on Relevant Radio. Hi again, everyone. I'm Chuck Neff. Thank you for joining us on The Inner Life, our program about spiritual direction and today, spiritual warfare. St. Paul, in his letter to the Ephesians, uh, tells us that our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the authorities, against the powers of this dark world, and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. No doubt a lot of violence and chaos in our world today, but do we look at this as a battle? Maybe right versus left or red against blue, Republican versus Democrat. Well, the reality is that the battle in front of us all is not political but spiritual. Good versus evil, this is Christ against the Antichrist. And we're going to talk about that today, here to help us on the journey. Back with us once again, Father Gary Castor. Father Gary, a priest in the Diocese of Peoria, Illinois, now the parochial vicar for St. Francis, St. Patrick, St. Columba, and the local Latino Catholic community in Ottawa, Illinois. Father Gary is also the author of several books on St. Therese of Lisieux and St. Joseph and his latest, Prayer Everywhere, The Spiritual Life Made Simple, a look at the inspirational writings of St. Therese, the Little Flower. Father Gary Castor, welcome back to the program. How are you doing today? Great, Chuck. It's good to be back with uh, you and all your listeners. And I love talking about spiritual warfare because we are in a battle, and uh, we need to be aware of that. We'll talk about that today, and as we do every day, we'll open up our phone lines, inviting you and our listening audience to join us. We'll do that here in just a moment. But Father Gary Castor, get us started. Spiritual warfare. Tell us a little bit about the spiritual struggle that we're really all encountering, and we do that every day, don't we? Yes, it's a uh, well. Uh, it's actually for those for those people of faith. Um, it's an interior. Uh, in the words of Saint John Paul II, the spiritual combaters, the spiritual battle that we're in, is an is an interior art. It's kind of beautiful the way that he phrased it because while this is a really serious topic, it's not meant to be you know, scary. We, we do have to take it seriously. I'm glad you, I was going to, I was actually going to do the same thing and refer everyone to St. Paul, but in Ephesians 6, and, but uh, he, St. Paul is also the one who tells us, you know, in Romans, if God is for us, who can be against us? While we, while we must take seriously that the powers and principality of darkness are real. I mean, I lived on the East Coast when the governor signed, of New York signed the legislation allowing babies that survive an abortion to be terminated, to be killed, to be put to death. And everybody in the chamber stood up and applauded. Can you imagine a standing ovation to the, to putting to death children standing ovation? And, uh, and they felt they, they accomplished something and I'm sure in their minds, they think they did, but um, you know, the, the, the powers and principalities of darkness continue to prowl about the world in the words of St. Peter seeking someone to devour and their goal as you mentioned, isn't really to collect souls as much as it is to um, to attack the God of love who created all of us. So, you know, the, there's an old cartoon of um, uh, about 
people, there's a group of people in hell and they're, you know, they're all having martinis and smoking cigarettes and, but the, the reality is they're, they're not collecting souls as a community because there is no community outside of God, the Trinity. And so, but so what they want to do, these powers and principality of darkness that uh, have rejected God, they, they want to influence us in ways that would have us reject God and the ways of God. Hmm. And um, so they don't, you know, they don't really care. <laughs> they don't really, it's interesting how Hollywood always portrays um, Lucifer as if, as if he, you know, somehow cares about the person or there's a relationship there. That, no, it's, it's, it's about utter, the utter destruction of the, of the soul of the, of the person. And again, this is all, their action is directed against Christ. That's why they rejected God in the first place. So it's very serious. We, we face it every day, each one of us. Um, and, uh, and, you know, there, there, is an, there, there is an art to the way in which we engage in this, this battle that, that first and foremost um, takes place interiorly with all of us. I mean, we're, we're all being, being assaulted in, in ways, and sometimes we can recognize and sometimes... Um, are more subtle, but it's yeah. it's for the destruction of our soul, and it's an action against against the God of love who created us. Yeah, I want to ask you about that, but let's open up our phone lines if you're just joining us. Father Gary Castor is our spiritual director. Toll-free phone number sponsored by Charity Mobile, the pro-life phone company, if you'd like to join us, 888-914-9149, our email address, innerlifeatrelevantradio.com. But um, you know, spiritual warfare, what's your experience of that? And when have you realized that uh, perhaps the battle in front of you is really a spiritual va- battle? And then how are you standing up against uh, the fight against evil? Again, toll-free if you'd like to join us, 888-914-9149. And I think you bring up a a really good word when we talk about spiritual warfare. Father Gary, uh, we face it, but but do we really recognize it? Well, that's, I mean, that's, that's the trick the great trick that uh, that Lucifer and the other principalities and powers of darkness have is is uh, you know they're they're very sly and subtle and and um, which is why Saint Paul in the same passage from Ephesians also gives gives the the community of Ephesus guidance on how on on how, on how to be alert and on how to um, withstand the subtleties or to recognize the subtlety of the uh, the attack. I mean, look at Eve. Uh, the 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 devil didn't tell her to eat of the forbidden fruit. He just suggested. He planted doubt in her mind about about the truth of what God had said to her concerning her and Adam partaking of the fruit of the tree of knowledge of good and evil. But he didn't tell her to eat it. He didn't tell her what to do. He just got her mind questioning the ways of God. And that's, 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 there's, I I love telling people there's only one trick that Satan has and it's, and and he's very good at it because because he has infused knowledge from the moment of his creation. So he's pretty sharp, pretty smart, you know, reality, spiritual reality, but he has one trick and that's to try to get us to doubt the ways of God, the truth of God and the ultimate truth of God is, is God's uh, unrelenting love for us. And boy, that's what, that's what we have to be attentive to. That's how it manifests itself. Um, a, a discouragement is a, it can be a sign that 
you know, we're, we've sort of given into the the wily ways of the dark powers. I mean, dis- discouragement yeah. it can be a tremendous sign of that. And, um, you know, the, this is why St. Paul assures us that the that the helmet of salvation is the word of God. And, you know, we really have to know, we have to be familiar with, with uh, one, with, with the scriptures themselves, which are, which are ripe with even, even uh, all the way back in the old Testament, in the book of Deuteronomy, you know, God is, God is fighting for us or Psalm 44, you know, through you, we will push back our adversaries. I mean, while this battle is real, um, the the possibilities for us to withstand it are even greater than submitting to the temptation, to or or to uh, falling falling victim to the seeds of doubt that are sown by by the prince of darkness. We are talking today about spiritual warfare. What has been your experience of spiritual warfare? When have you realized perhaps that the battle in front of you is really a spiritual battle? How are you standing up in the fight against evil? Father Gary Caster is our spiritual director. If you'd like to join us, toll-free phone number 888-914-9149. Stay with us. We will be right back. You're listening to The Inner Life on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app. This is today's Gospel reading from the New American Bible. Luke chapter 4, verses 16 through 30. Jesus came to Nazareth, where he had grown up, and went according to his custom into the synagogue on the Sabbath day. He stood up to read, and was handed a scroll of the prophet Isaiah. He unrolled the scroll and found the passage where it was written, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to bring glad tidings to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim liberty to captives and recovery of sight to the blind, to let the oppressed go free, and to proclaim a year acceptable to the Lord. Rolling up the scroll, he handed it back to the attendant and sat down, and the eyes of all in the synagogue looked intently at him. He said to them, Today this scripture passage is fulfilled in your hearing. And all spoke highly of him and were amazed at the gracious words that came from his mouth. They also asked, Is this not the son of Joseph? He said to them, Surely you will quote me this proverb, Physician, cure yourself, and say, Do here in your native place the things that we heard were done in Capernaum. And he said, Amen, I say to you, no prophet is accepted in his own native place. Indeed, I tell you, there were many widows in Israel in the days of Elijah when the sky was closed for three and a half years, and a severe famine spread over the entire land. It was to none of these that Elijah was sent, but only to a widow in Zarephath in the land of Sidon. Again, there were many lepers in Israel during the time of Elisha the prophet, Yet not one of them was cleansed, but only Naaman, the Syrian. When the people in the synagogue heard this, they were all filled with fury. They rose up, drove him out of the town, and led him to the brow of the hill on which their town had been built, to hurl him down headlong. But he passed through the midst of them and went away. 
You can find all the daily readings at relevantradio.com slash gospel or tap the prayer tab on the Relevant Radio app. If you're looking for a little help on your journey of faith, our priests are here for you. Call now. 1-888-914-9149. That's 1-888-914-9149. Or email us, innerlife at relevantradio.com. This is The Inner Life on Relevant Radio. Thanks for joining us, everyone. I'm Chuck Nath, along with our producer, Nick Schmitz, Jim Shaper, answering your phone calls today. Father Gary Castor, our spiritual director. Father Gary One of our regular contributors, a priest in the Diocese of Peoria, Illinois, author of several books, his latest, A Prayer Everywhere, The Spiritual Life Made Simple. That's a look at the inspirational writings of St. Therese, The Little Flower. Talking today on the program about spiritual warfare, phone lines are open if you'd like to join us, 888-914-9149, our email address, innerlifeatrelevantradio.com. But as uh, you think about your journey of faith and spiritual warfare, and we're all in this, but uh, what's been your experience of that? When have you recognized that the battle in front of you is really a spiritual battle? And then how are you trying to stand up to fight um, against uh, this evil? Again, toll-free if you'd like to join us. 888-914-9149. So, uh, Father Gary, let's uh, take some phone calls. Let's start with Barbara listening in Illinois. Hello, Barbara. Welcome to The Inner Life today. Uh, good morning, Chuck. Thank you for taking my call. God bless you for your ministry, and also good morning to Father Gary. Um, uh, I'll, I'm going to give you this real quick, and hopefully Father Gary could offer me some advice. Um, we've had, my husband and I have been under spiritual attack um, Seriously, both when we were working, we're both in our 70s now, and we have some neighbor issues that have been ongoing for a number of years, and the most recent neighbor uh, we have um, who has moved in has a lot of dislike for us, and uh, um, you can just feel it. Uh, we've tried everything. We've uh, tried exchanging gifts. We've sent cards over, flowers, um, brought them something to eat, um, and uh I mean, I'm just, I don't know what to do, where to go with this. I know what the Lord says, love your neighbor as yourself, but, you know, it really gets tough sometimes. So can I have a a feedback from you is how how can I best handle this without getting myself upset and without, you know, letting the darker side come in and, you know, take over? Well, uh, first of all, thank you for calling in, Barbara. Appreciate it very much, and thanks for um, sharing your story. I'm sure a lot of listeners can relate to what you're describing, your situation. At you, the first thing I think you've did every you've done from what you described, you've you've done everything correctly. You've you've you have tried to love your neighbor. You've extended yourself. You've uh, you know you've tried to to you know be open and receptive to them. You know, Jesus does tell the the apostles when he when he sends them out that you know some some places won't be receptive and that they will have to shake the dust from their feet. And um, you know, where Saint Thomas Aquinas tells us that we're not God never calls us to do the impossible, and uh, we we do what we can. And if in this situation, if if your efforts, you and your husband, the efforts that you've made. To try to be good neighbors are not are not received, then you know you're not required to to con, 
to to continue them. I mean, of course, you have to be polite and courteous if you see them, but um, you know, the the there there comes a point sometimes when we we literally do have to do what Jesus says is is you know shake the dust and and move on. It doesn't mean that that we're rejecting them. You still should keep them in your prayers. Um, you know, that would be a, a, a good thing to do, you know, maybe, um, you know, get some holy water from your local church and when they're not home, you know, sprinkle some holy water on the, on there. I'm, I'm, I'm totally serious about this mm-hmm. or take a miraculous medal, um, in the break. They, they did the prayer of the memorari, which I say every, I say one every morning because, you know, got to have recourse, got to remind ourselves that we have recourse to to one of the one of the greatest Satan crushers of the world of all time, which is Our Lady. She stands on the head of the serpent, which I've always loved since I was a kid. Take a take a miraculous medal, and when they're not home, you know, put it in their yards. Stick it, you know, in the dirt in their yard somewhere, or a crack in the or somewhere, you know, um, and and just and then commend them and and commend them to to Our Lady, commend them to Our Lord. Um, and, uh, you know, uh, the, the, the sneaky miraculous metal trick was, um, something that mother Teresa used to, was very fond of doing, um, was placing miraculous metals places. And, uh, so you might try that. Um, you know, I know that for some, you know, some of these things, this is the the time in which we live. Some, some spiritual practices seem kind of silly to us, but as we were reminded by St. Paul yesterday, you know, we're not supposed to conform ourselves to this age. So, you know, I'm, I'm all about the great treasury of spiritual practices and that the church has, has uh, acquired over the centuries and in, in fighting and continuing to fight, um, against uh, the wickedness and the and the snares of the devil so um you you might you know you might try that again just you know keep them in their your prayers but overt actions if they haven't been receptive i don't think that you're bound charity binds you to continue um, because that could lead to their lack of receptivity could lead to um unintentionally to uh you know resentment or or, or discouragement or despair or, or anger. And, you know, all that stuff is just, you don't want any of that stuff in your heart. So that would be my suggestion, but I'm, yeah. I'm a big believer of the miraculous metal. So yeah, I am too. Barbara, does that help? Um, yes, but can I ask Father another question real quick? You bet. Um, Go ahead. Our, our doorways face each other, and sometimes when we're exiting out of our back door to go grocery shopping and they come outside, and we try to be receptive and, and kind and say good morning, and even try to speak their language as much as I know. You know, we get the cold shoulder. So I, I kind of feel awkward. I mean, how do I handle something like that? I, I would just, just smile. You know, there's nothing, there's nothing greater than, you know, than uh, you, you, you can smile and, and nod at them. You know, if they're not, if you're if saying good morning, they won't respond to or, or, you know, you know, have a pleasant day. You, you know, you can, you can, you can, with the, you can put poor hot coals of kindness on their head simply by, by smiling at them and, and, you know, and a little nod. And, um, and, uh, you know, the, uh, their, their, your, your willingness to at least uh, show them by your physical countenance, you know, as Paul reminded us yesterday too about being, our bodies are living sacrifices of praise. 
your willingness, even just as something as simple as smiling and acknowledging them, nodding at them, uh, you know, that that's, you know, <laughs> again, that could, that could end up, you know, being one of the things that eventually might make them rethink the way in which, you know, they're, they are choosing to be as, as neighbors. Yeah. Does that help, Barb? For taking my call. Father, have a blessed day, and I'll keep well, thank you. my prayers. Okay. All right, I'll, t- I'll take that. <laughs> <laughs> Barbara, thanks uh, for joining us uh, on the program today. And sometimes, you know, we talk about uh, spiritual warfare, and sometimes it's just as uh, simple as that in terms of how we react uh, to maybe uh, someone who is not as cordial as uh, we would like them to be. Uh, maybe uh, they're having a bad day. Maybe if it's a cultural thing, uh, who knows what that is. But we're still called to, uh, to love our neighbors, aren't we, no matter what they might be doing. Yes, we are. We are, and that's why I'm saying, you know, to to. I mean, again, we're not called to the impossible. Some they they might just be closed-hearted, but but I think the 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 the, the smiling and the and 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 the commending them to God and um, also to keep keeping them in prayers. You know, we say at every mass, lift up your hearts, and um, I wonder sometimes, are people really doing that in that moment? We lift them up to the Lord. What are you lifting, you know? And really be conscious and intentional in that moment of all of the things that we carry in our hearts. It's a great moment of the Mass. And, uh, and you know, I, I know for myself I, what I'm lifting up in my heart at that moment to the Lord. And, uh, and I think it's, that's a really great moment, the community gathered in prayer, you know, Christ present in us and, and, and through his body. But in that moment, to really consciously, intentionally, you know, lift, know what you're lifting. And, uh, you know, my, my people here used to that Father gets all, you know, wound up about about different parts of the Mass. But that that's, I think, a moment that I and uh, people might um, never have been edu- educated about it. And so it's, it might be a moment that's overlooked about the power that, that is there for the person really to intentionally give up to God and let God uh, take, take charge of it. Father Gary Castor, our spiritual director, talking today about spiritual warfare. Stay with us. We'll be right back. You're listening to The Inner Life on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app. Welcome back to The Inner Life on Relevant Radio. Call in now to share your story with our Inner Life spiritual directors. 1-888-914-9149. That's 1-888-914-9149. This is The Inner Life on Relevant Radio. And our Relevant Radio toll-free studio line, sponsored by Charity Mobile, the pro-life phone company. More information about their cell phones and monthly plans, all available at CharityMobile.com. Welcome back to The Inner Life. Father Gary Castor, our spiritual director. Father Gary, a priest in the Diocese of Peoria, Illinois, now the parochial vicar for St. Francis, St. Patrick, St. Columba, and the local Latino Catholic community, all in Ottawa, Illinois. Father Gary is also the author of several books on St. Therese and St. Joseph and his latest Prayer Everywhere, The Spiritual Life Made Simple, a look at the inspirational writings of St. Therese, the Little Flower. Talking today about spiritual warfare, phone lines are open if you'd like to join us. And as you think about uh, your journey of faith, spiritual warfare, uh, 
What is uh, your experience of that? And when have you realized that the battle in front of you is really a spiritual battle? And then how are you standing up in the fight against evil? Toll-free number if you'd like to join us, 888-914-9149. So, Father Gary, uh, reading an article that you forwarded to to us uh, before the program today, and it uh, quotes uh, St. Louis de Montfort who said in these times, the latter times, he said that God's going to raise up the greatest saints that we have ever seen. Even to the point, he said, that those saints will tower over the saints of the past the way that a cedar of Lebanon towers over a shrub. Think about some of the great saints we have, and they're going to look like shrubs compared to what's coming. And then he says, you can be one of those saints. There's no reason why you can't. And it just um, reminds me, I think, and maybe my question, Father Gary, as we think and look at what's going on in this crazy, chaotic world today, is this really a time for us in our fight against evil, really a time for us to be not afraid, to stand up and be heroic? Yes, I absolutely. I think that that's probably one of the reasons why St. John Paul II was very fond of that of that phrase, be not afraid. Um, and, you know, the, the, there, it, it, it's such an, uh, in many ways, it's such an ugly time. I mean, we look around with all the things that are going on. It's, it, it's all ugly. It's all joyless. Uh, the break, this, one of your uh, persons was talking about keeping joy, uh, that we have to be joyful all the time, St. Paul says. And, and if we look at, we look around us, it's, it, there, there doesn't seem to be, with with all the ways in which the human community has decided it can choose for itself that which is um, good, pleasing, and perfect, it hasn't created happy people. It hasn't created a culture of joy. We have we live in a culture of misery, and I think to 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 tower as as Saint Louis says, to tower over. Uh, uh, to tower at this time is is really going to de- demand from us the, the 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 ability through the gifts of God, the Spirit of God within us, to to really sh- be a co- sh- sharp contrast to to the absolute lack of of, of joy and 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 wonder and and beauty. I uh, I I don't think you could characterize. Our culture right now is filled with wonder, joy, and beauty, and I think if 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 we're gonna if we're gonna be even better than the saints of the past, that that's what's going to be demanded of us um, from God, because that's what the world needs right now from us, and and this this the the you know the light will never be overcome by the darkness, and the light of Christ is a light that burns with wonder and it burns with joy and it, and, and, and it burns with charity and it burns with beauty. And I personally think that right now is a time that this the unique period in human history when more than ever is that is that needed from from a follower of Christ from from all of us and I think that should be a part of our of, uh, of our of our begging of God let me be you know let me be this way for the world because it's only in contrast sometimes that that people can can find their way to conversion, to turn around, to 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 make a change, you know, a real change in their lives. And 
um, amidst all of the the unhappy, ugly, you know, misery that is that's so associated with our culture right now. Um, that would be that would be my suggestion as 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 what what how what how we will tower over the saints of the past. Every saint in their time had something to, you know, uh, unique to their time. And I think that is what is going to be unique to this time because um, there, there's, there is a lot of darkness in the world. I, I used to tell my students, if you're ever being bothered by Satan, just send him to me. Just say, go bother Father Castor. And they would. And, and the, the, the powers of darkness would. And uh, one time uh, the house I was in was struck by lightning. And I called uh, the next day, I called a young man and said, uh, he called me on my way to the airport. And I said, well, he goes, well, I, you know, I was getting, I did what you said. And I go, yeah, you did. And, and it, it sure happened because the house was hit by lightning. And, and, uh, um, and I, I told a group of nuns this once I was doing a retreat for them and, I said, I tell all my students, just if you're being bothered by Satan, just say, go bother Father Castor. And uh, so that night, my first night on the retreat, oh, my gosh, it was terrible. I couldn't get to, to sleep. It was just it was just one attack after another, after another, after. So the next day I said, all the women were together. I said, all right, now you women have been at, in religious life longer than I've been a priest. So tonight you're all on your own because I'm going to be here all week giving you a retreat. So I've got to get some sleep. <laughs> so they all laughed. But then one by one, they, they, they came during free time to, to meet with me. And they said, oh, Father, I'm so sorry. That was me. And then the next one came in. Oh, Father, I'm so sorry. That was me. And then the next one came in. So I finally told them all. I said, it's all right. But, you know, you, you, have, the, you have the tools and you have the wisdom and you have the knowledge. And so, uh, you know, we're, we, we, will, we, will, we will arm ourselves together and, and we will battle on. But uh, at least for one night, just I just need one night of sleep. So. Um, and, and you, you know, know, don't you, that we have thousands of listeners who may be sending the evil one to you today? That's okay, because you know what? I know what to do with them, and I know who to send them to. And her name is Mary, and she's the mother of God. And, there you go. Uh, you know? So, yeah, you know, I got news for you. You know, the, the, <laughs> for all your listeners, I mean, there is, pow- there is power in the name of, of Our Lady, uh, especially, especially in the midst of a spiritual attack and spiritual combat. There's great, great power just in saying her name. Well, and then, and, uh, you know, and my question here, somebody who's sitting here and listening today, thinking they're being attacked spiritually, and they very well could. I'm always reminded of St. John Vianney, who the stories of him sitting with a seminarian one time, and the devil appears, and the seminarian, you know, gets up out of the chair and is ready to run like crazy. St. John Vianney grabs him, sits him back down in the chair, and says, don't worry about him, it's just the devil. And I wonder sometimes yeah. if we just need to laugh in his face and say, oh, it's just the devil. I've got the, the Lord Jesus Christ. I've got his blessed mother, and you are nothing compared to them. Absolutely. You know, absolutely. And I think that's why St. Paul tells, uh, tells us in the scriptures that, you know, the, the, the helmet of faith the, 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 is, a, is our salvation. I mean, knowing... You know, knowing what you just said, being able being able to say that, to know that, to believe that, and and to stand on that, I, and and laughter. The devil hates laughter because, again, look at our culture, with, which I think is very ugly right now. Personally, um, I don't think this is the best time in human history, but <laughs> that's just one priest's opinion. Um, 
but the devil hates laughter. So in, in, in the midst of the ugliness, we must be beauty. In, in the midst of the hatred and the violence, we must be peace and we must be love. And, and if anything's going, going to uh, tower over or, or penetrate what's happening now, that's what it's going to be. But we have to be, you know, we have to be like John Vanier. We have to be calm and, self- and assured. Look, we, you know, we know the end of the story. We know who wins. I mean, Christ has conquered sin and death, and you know, there's it's it's there's no question mark about you know about uh, about the end of it all. But we do we do live through the midst of of the this spiritual warfare until we're united with Christ and all the holy ones, and and so we like I, I began with we take it seriously. But we don't. We shouldn't let it scare us. I mean, I, you know, it's like I tell, to tell my students, you know, if, it, if he comes bothers me, I just tell him to go to hell, <laughs> and you know, and and try to make and you know, tr- you know, he, like I said before, he's very cunning. He's very, you know, he's very very smart. He he knows all of our insecurities, be, not because he can read our minds, but because he's very smart, and so. You know, we, we do have we do have to be attentive, but we also have to be confident. You know, we have to be confident in 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 the God who who has redeemed us by by the blood of His Son. So, yeah. um, you know, we can't we can't get you know we, uh, overreaction is always the wrong reaction. Our reaction should be just like John Vianney. It's just the devil. You you have no you have you have no authority here. You know, go away before a, a, a church falls on you or something. Father Gary Castro is our spiritual director. Yeah, talking about spiritual warfare today. I want to get to some phone calls. One more question for you uh, before we do that. In terms of uh, of uh, spiritual warfare and what we can do about it, I mean, I can't get to Kenosha, Wisconsin. I cannot get to Portland, Oregon, where all of the violence is going on these days. And that certainly there's a lot of evil going on all around us. But to to that point, I can certainly pray about that. But back to Barbara's story uh, with uh, just how to deal with with, uh, her neighbor. But for us, something as simple as a smile, something as simple as waving hello to somebody, is that a way to combat evil in our world today, just in our own little world? Yeah, in our own little world. One other thing, I'm a big proponent of this uh, personally. Is I think that um, I think mortification. It's what we used to call it, little deaths. Saying no to ourselves uh, in in a direct way. It doesn't have to be dramatic. Um, I think that that should be that's that's one way. Like you mentioned, you can't go to Kenosha or you can't go to Portland. Uh, um, I'm not sure that many people would want to go there. Uh, um, you know, right now in the in the midst of the turmoil. And God bless those who are trying to to bring stability and peace and calm, and we must pray for them and for that. But um, I think when we when we feel like like Barbara mentioned, or we we feel like you said you can't go there, I I'm a real believer in in, in mortifications, daily mortifications, doing making a, some some sort of personal sacrifice, again intentionally with with. You know, with the Portland situation in mind, or the Kenosha situation in mind, uh, or and and that can be as simple as you know not having a second helping of something, or going without dessert, or um, you know what I'm and I could it's four blocks and I'm not going to drive. I'm I'm going to walk. Uh, you know, I'm going to walk instead of getting in my car. 
that I'm a, I'm a firm believer in these little acts of these little self deaths that we do. I'm a firm believer in the power of them. Jesus says some demons are only cast out by, um, you know, uh, prayer and fasting. And, uh, I'm, you know, so I, I think if, if not everybody is, is able to fast for health reasons, but everybody's able to, to make some personal saying no to ourselves in some definite way. Again, not because we're rejecting what's in front of us, that food is bad or, you know, the, the cars are bad and we should walk everywhere. But, but, it, but as an intentional act for, for the things that, that we feel, you know, somewhat helpless about or that we can't do more for. Yeah. Father Gary Castor, our spiritual director, talking about spiritual warfare today. Let's take some phone calls. Thanks for waiting, everyone. Michelle in Milwaukee, you are up first. Uh, thanks for the call. Welcome to the program. Hi, I just wanted to thank Doc, uh, sorry, Father Gary. Um, maybe you'll be a doctor of the church one day, but Father Gary, for <laughs> his insight and just in the beginning of the hour talking about that doubt that Satan puts in our minds. And it just really struck me that I think a lot of what society is dealing with today has to do with that doubt. Um, so just two thoughts quickly. One was abortion and how Satan puts into the minds of these mothers that uh, that they're doubting whether they're able to care for another child or they have the financial means or that they're able to care for a child with special needs. Um, and even to the point where Satan is putting doubt into the minds of our young people as to even what gender they are and how they're identifying in um, that way and how I just really um, will be reflecting on that this week and all those ways that doubt is really taking hold in our society. And then just one quick question as to how often, <clears throat> excuse me, how often should our family have their house blessed as a way to use sacramentals to help with spiritual warfare? I, I think that um, you know, the house uh, house blessing is something that, that you know, should be repeated. Usually people get a new home or a new place to live and they have it blessed and then and then that's, you know, that's probably the last time um, or the only time. But I'm, I'm, a, I'm a firm believer in, in re-consecrating the place in which we dwell. Jesus, by, by his 30 years at the home in Nazareth, consecrated life in the home, family life. And I think that, that the act of, you know, having the house blessed again is a way to, to remind, concretely remind everyone who dwells there, first of all, who we are, we're believers and, and, you know, and that the, and the Lord, the Lord wants to make the places in which we live holy places. So, um, you know, I, you know, I've, I've, uh, some friends who, you know, I blessed their house, uh, Monsignor Sweatland had blessed their house. The people who lived there before were into demonic activity and all kinds of crazy things were happening in this house. And we said mass there. And, you know, it, 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 took, it took a while, but, um, you know, uh, Jesus says they leave and they come back with more. Well, it seemed like this house, man, they just kept coming back and coming back and coming back. And, you know, finally, finally, uh, you know, they knew they were not welcome. So having your house blessed again um, maybe, you know, uh, I wouldn't say every year, but, 
You know, if you if you think you need that, that's fine. Um, I wouldn't probably tell a pre, the a priest you asked. I'm not I'm not sure that um, all priests would agree with me about blessing some place that's already been blessed. But um, you know, so uh, that's just me. But um, I'm I love I'm a big big believe, love the the blessing. I love this the sneaky holy water things. You know, walk walk around a place and pray the rosary. I I was at a liberal arts college that raised up a lot of these um, uh, doubting and misguided young people, a very, you know, prestigious. And I used to every day I would walk around the entire campus and pray the rosary just to sort of try to consecrate. And, uh, and, and every adoration when I uh, live every week, when I lifted up the monstrance, I was asking the Lord to banish all the deadly power of the enemy. So I'm a firm believer. And even, you know, in consecrating spaces, even prayerfully consecrating them, you know, um, but I know that was very long winded, Michelle. I'm sorry. <laughs> Michelle, thanks. Uh, thanks for the call. Good question. We appreciate you joining us on the program. And let's head to Elizabeth, New Jersey. Scotty uh, listening there and you're up next. Thanks for the call and welcome to the program today. Thank you for taking my call, uh, gentlemen. Um, Father, the, uh, the question is is that uh, um, my wife has been getting um, migraine headaches. Uh, uh, I don't say jokingly, uh, but since she's married me, we've been about seven years now, and um, you know, I'm not proud to say I think a lot of the stress uh, that she's undergone being married to me that has brought these things on. Um, however, they get they'll come on more intense when there is spiritual um, uh, warfare going on. Um, we've been working very hard at our sanctity and um, uh, very proud to say things are going very much in, in the right direction. Um, thank the Lord. Uh, however, there will be times when some attacks will come that um, we'll go right into. We've got a small little room in our apartment that we have for a little a prayer room and put her on our knees and I break out and bless St. Joseph's oil and whatnot and say prayers over her whatnot. And sometimes the, the spirits will, will leave right away. Sometimes they will not. Um, I've got a Jesse Romero book that's got a few different prayers, you know, spiritual warfare type of prayers in mm-hmm. there, obviously. St. Michael prayer, um, you know, some different prayers in that type of uh, in, in that type of vein, um, oh goodness, you know, and others destroying demonic affluence, um, prayer against evil, different things like that. Do you have any other specific prayers that you can reference to when uh, instances like this occur that uh, I can, you know, we can break out and, and pray together and or over each other? Um, well, I, you know, I, I think that, that the way that you're handling it is, is, um, the way you described how you're handling it is, is terrific. I mean, the having, I like that you have that, that space that's specifically just for prayer. Um, the prayers that you mentioned are good. I, I wish that I would, my, I might rec, I would recommend if you can, if you could get some Lord's water, some water from Lord's, um, I, I know that for, um, in my experience as a priest, for people who sometimes have um, bodily reactions, because we are a body-spirit unity, we're not a duality, so the spiritual attacks can 
we can experience pain in our bodies from from what we're experiencing spiritually. Um, and I have found that uh, for for people for whom that is their experience, sometimes that water from Lourdes is is just uh, is a tremendous uh, uh, healing and and weapon uh, against the the kind of pain. So um, if you if you if you don't if you don't know how to find some, if you leave with the before you hang up, if you leave the call screener. Your address in Elizabeth, I will send some to you. I, I always have water from Lourdes, so uh, but that would be that would be one thing I would suggest adding to what you're what you're doing to help with your wife. And of yeah. course, the best thing that you're that you're doing is your boats <laughs> you're you're working on on being holy. <laughs> you know that's uh, you know that's yeah, that that's that's it right there. So, yeah. but I would be happy to if you don't think you'll be able to find it where you're at. Um, I'd be happy to send you a bottle. Yeah. So, Scotty, thanks for the call. Hang on here. We'll uh, have uh, Jim, our call screener, uh, get uh, the information from you. Uh, Father Gary Castor, our spiritual director. And, uh, Father Gary, not a lot of time left. And I'm just curious with everything that's going on with this pandemic, uh, the fear, the uncertainty. Is that in some way a spiritual battle that uh, we're facing these days? Certainly the fear is. Uh, definitely, because because when you know fear is useless, what is needed is trust. Well, the mo- the easiest way to unsettle uh, unsettle the the human spirit is through doubt and through fear, and and so I you know. I would tell people whatever whatever it is that you're listening to or looking at or watching or reading that continues to make you fearful during this pandemic, stop it. Stop, stop it. it. Just stop it. Stop watching whatever you're watching. Stop reading what you're reading. Whatever is fueling the fear is is doesn't come from God. It doesn't. I mean, you know the uh, and 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 some of the some of the 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 in, in, uh, engendering of fear is is purposeful. So instead of instead of reading or watching the things that are that are unsettling you and making you upset, what's the mo- what's the greatest thing that we can read that it's going to settle us and and make us not fearful? And that's the Word of God. Hmm. So uh, you know, in, 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 instead of the the fear being fueled, you know, our help is in the name of the Lord who made heaven and earth. And so, you know, put put turn off the 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 shows and or put the newspapers away or whatever it is that fuels the fear. You've got to stop the sort. That's the the what's feeding feeding the fear. And I mean, it, people take for granted. People get in a car and they just expect to arrive safely wherever they go. Nobody, nobody, nobody is afraid to get. Very few people are afraid when they get in a car. We just take. We just expect to arrive safely. There are more probabilities that we cannot foresee that could that could impact us from getting to point A to point B. And yet none of the majority, 99.9% of human beings who get in a car never think of that. They just, we all just expect, this is what I learned from father John Harden. You know, so you, you, you say a prayer right before you turn the car on, you say a prayer when the car's on, and then you say a prayer when you get safely where you're going, because it's a, it, in a sense, it's a miracle. We can't predict all of the things that could go wrong. And so, so we, we got to remind ourselves that, you know, we've been living most of our lives without fear. And why is, why all of a sudden should we be afraid? Should we, should we be living in fear now? 
especially those of us who believe. We shouldn't. We, know, should, we, should, we should be doing all the things from a health perspective that are required of us um, because, because we're body people and we have an obligation to our bodies, which are temples of the Holy Spirit. But we, we, we've, we've got to cut off the sources that are causing the fear. So Stop it. <laughs> Yes, I like that a lot. Father Gary Castor, our spiritual director. We have to wrap things up, Father Gary. We do like to close with a final blessing for all of our listeners. All right. The Lord be with you all. And with your spirit. May Almighty God bless you, your loved ones, and all those you serve, the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Father Gary Castor, thanks for joining us on the program today. Always a pleasure to have you with us. And uh, stay tuned now. We're celebrating Mass at the top of the hour. Don't forget the Faith Explained with Cale Clark at 1230 Central right here on Relevant Radio. Thanks for joining us, everyone. We are back again tomorrow. Make this day a great day, and we hope to see you then.